Today marks 20 years since the space shuttle Columbia disintegrated on its way home. The tragedy killed all seven astronauts on board, and it was the beginning of the end for the space shuttle program, ultimately changing how we explore space now. Miles O'Brien was there that day and has our look. So where were you when it happened? There are moments in time that trigger that question. Columbia, Houston, Comcheck. The loss of the Space Shuttle Columbia is one of those occasions. It happened the first day of February 2003. We remember as if it were yesterday. The junior senator from Arizona, Mark Kelly, certainly does. I was asleep and I planned to get up and watch the landing, something you know, on TV. The 113th mission of the Space Shuttle fleet and the second now to end in catastrophe this time. That's where I was, covering the disaster on CNN. Mark Kelly was then a NASA astronaut with one mission under his belt. His twin brother Scott was also in the Corps. When did you know that there was trouble? I got a phone call from my brother. And he just says that they lost, lost communications and they lost tracking at the same time. And at that point, I knew that this was not likely to turn out as any of us had hoped. The orbiter had disintegrated as it streaked across Texas. The crew of seven were gone, and Kelly knew it. He raced to the Johnson Space Center near his home in Houston. You know, nowhere in, in our contingency plan did we ever expect the space shuttle to crash within a two-hour drive of Houston. You would never anticipate that. I said, we, we need to send somebody there, like right now. He made some quick calls and hopped on a Coast Guard helicopter. We go to the Nacogdoches Airport, and there's debris at the airport. There's pieces of shuttle. I, that, that might be a piece of space shuttle. Yeah, and then I put it back down, yeah. decided, whatever you and pick up every piece. In East Texas, debris was scattered over 2,000 square miles. Soon after Kelly landed, he heard a body was found in Hemphill. We, you know, recovered one of my classmates' you know, remains. Three of the seven on board were in his class. Laurel Clark, Willie McCool, and Dave Brown. He helped recover them all. You know, obviously, you go to this business, you know the risk. Um, but in a way, it's, it's an abstract. And then when you see that, you know, what goes through your mind at that point? You know, it, was, it wasn't really so much at that point. You know, for me, it was, you know, days later, and you start the process, you know, what, what happened. The last crew of Columbia recorded these scenes on the flight deck moments before they perished. Three and a half years later, when Mark Kelly was in the same place, he and Commander Steve Lindsay took a moment to remember the lost crew. Occasionally get a, you know, little spare time, and, um, you know, a few seconds here and there. And we actually mentioned it on, you know, mentioned the Columbia accident uh, during our re-entry on STS-121. But it was all avoidable. The orbiter disintegrated in the searing heat of re-entry. Why did you say lock the doors? Because Happy. there was a gaping hole in its heat shield. Booster ignition and liftoff of Space Shuttle Columbia. With it happened 16 days earlier on launch day. 81 seconds after Columbia left the pad, a suitcase-sized piece of foam 
part of the insulation covering the external fuel tank hit the leading edge of the left wing. Everyone saw it, including me at the launch site. There was a piece of debris which struck the shuttle as it came off, and this is made of what's called carbon-carbon. If something fell on that uh, and caused some damage, who knows what the implications of that might be. As soon as I saw this video after launch, I called my NASA sources. Engineers were looking at it. They determined, uh, looking very closely at these high-speed, very close, close cameras that they have, that this was not a significant issue. They said that foam had been flying off shuttle fuel tanks since day one. How much had this been kind of ingrained into being something that just happens? And we spend a lot of time and effort on engineering and engineering analysis and trying to chase down you know, anything that could be uh, an issue. And this one, for some reason, it just got dismissed. In July of 2003, the Accident Investigation Board did what NASA should have done years before, run a test. And there it was, the smoking gun. Just shy of a year later, President Bush announced the shuttle was on its way to retirement. Where do you think we would be if the Columbia accident hadn't happened? I think we would have, would have still retired the space shuttle. Um, you know, maybe it would have been a couple years later. The space shuttle was designed to fly a lot of flights. It wasn't designed, wasn't designed to last for 30 years. So we started seeing, you know, more, more problems come up with it. And, um, you know, we started to realize that this, we, we can't fly this forever. Lift off. The seed was planted for an entrepreneurial revolution in space. 20 years later, SpaceX leads a vibrant group of space enterprises. The astronaut office uh, was very skeptical, almost to a person, on this whole endeavor, wasn't it? We were, we, it was, there was a lot of skepticism, yeah, including with, including with me. You know, SpaceX, you gotta give them a lot of credit. This has put us on the, on the path to, uh, you know, get back to the moon, maybe, you know, in our lifetimes, see somebody walking on Mars. And what about Mars? Is that worth the risk? I mean, we can send robots to Mars and learn a lot about Mars without people. Well, first of all, I mean, f you know, for forever. You know, people want to see, you know, what's over the next hill, what's on the other side of that ocean. The risk is big um, to any individual that decides to go into space. But the benefit to society is, is really big as well. It's likely the last crew of Columbia would say the same. For the PBS NewsHour, I'm Miles O'Brien in Washington.